We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oklahoma City Thunder select Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga University. What a pass. Giddy underneath for JRE. The reverse and the rookie-to-rookie action. SGA defended closely by Westbrook. Tough. Step back. Gets up the shot. Bakes This is Udart. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up and welcome to the uncontested podcast coming to you live during the second round of the 2023 NBA draft. The Thunder still have a selection to make at pick 50 if they keep the selection, but we are going live now. I think the draft is in the late 30s. That is correct. I'm your host, Jacob Niffin. Next to me, I've got JD. Fellas. We've got Justin Peabody. Hello, everybody. We've got Taylor Peterson. Interesting timing there. You mentioned the Thunder still have pick 50, but they actually selected that pick 37 on behalf of the mm, uh, Denver Nuggets, and they end up taking, what's his face? The Clemson wing, love who's a really face. good scorer. Um, yeah, love what's his face. There My you go. favorite prospect. And I think <laughs> the, that pick, the Clemson I think guy, Denver I traded something. I think Denver may have traded that pick anyways, but we're not here oh. to talk about picks in the 30s. <laughs> we are here to talk about the top of the NBA draft where the Oklahoma City Thunder not only made a selection, gentlemen, Sam Presti keeps the streak alive and makes another draft night trade. Dun, dun, dun. Tonight, tonight, moving pick number 12 in this draft to move up to pick 10. The cost to move from 12 to 10 was simply taking on a bad contract from the Dallas Mavericks. Before we get into the contract they took on and who the Thunder picked, just wanted to talk real quick, get everyone's opinions on the trade itself. It was one of only two trades that we saw in the lottery. One of only two trades I think we saw in the first 23 or 24 picks. The other one being uh, seven and eight getting swapped, Washington moving to seven, Indiana moving back to eight, both teams getting who they wanted in Bilal Koulibaly and Jairus Walker. Rest in peace, uh, my heart. 
<laughs> Pour one out. But the value for OKC to move up to 10. Uh, thoughts? Yeah, why not? Thunder can do it. They had the cap space to take it on. Makes a lot of sense. I think there's probably opportunities for Bertans to get some minutes. I think we were talking earlier, potentially it being like the Sharich role, I think could be a really easy plug and play for Bertans. Um, see if he can still shoot the lights out of the ball. Could be could be an interesting you know little wrinkle to add to this team. But more than that, I, it's not having to dip into your war chest, which I think is what we were all waiting for. We thought this could be the draft where Sam Presti dips into some of those future assets, maybe even a player. And neither of that happened, and they still moved up. I think that's that's a win for OKC. One thing that Sam Presti talked about in his exit interview, JD, was that they typically don't pursue free agents, but cap space is just another asset, another tool that you can use to make roster upgrades. One way you can use cap space is to sign free agents, but there's other ways you can utilize that cap space Feels like Presti was a man kind of proving a point with that tonight. Totally. I actually saw someone uh, on Twitter today refer to it as uh, cap space money laundering, uh, which is <laughs> very funny and kind of accurate. It I mean, was. you are just facilitating a deal for someone else and taking on that that cash and handling it for them. Um, and it makes total sense to do for a place like OKC. Like you said, Jacob, the this team doesn't just go outright sign players in free agency. Uh, if they do, it's going to be a, a fringe guy like an Isaiah Joe or a Ner- Nerlens Noel hot dog eater a type of situation. Um, and that's just not hot dog eater. They got the hot dog in them. Yeah, so you're not, you're not getting some pod big name. So you've uh, mentioned hot dogs. Yeah, well, I can, I'll can. i make it a third on Sunday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Love a good gizzy. Uh, no, I think it's Glizzy. really uh, inventive of, of Presti. I, we see the Wizards doing this now too, taking on salary and gaining advantage of that. So love it. I think what's interesting to me is that obviously the Thunder felt the need to trade up from 12 to 10 because they were obviously worried about a team doing the same and selecting Casey Wallace. Um, whether there was like actually something concrete there or whether they were just being proactive here and were willing to take on the Bertans contract. Um, you know, we talked a lot about this on the live stream about how, how Bertans could potentially fit with this team. We'll get into that. Uh, here in a little bit but it makes me think that a team behind them like a toronto potentially was very interesting in case of wallace and also it just like it i i think back on you know the three quote-unquote names that that mock drafts were here you know all the, all the different mock drafts were throwing out there at belil kolobali we had Derek lively and we had kobe buffkin right kobe buffkin was still available and the Thunder took Casey Wallace. Uh, Derek Lively was still available, and they traded up to get Casey Wallace. So obviously this was uh, a player very high on Presley's board, and we talked a lot about, again, on the live stream. Uh, another Kentucky guard, I think, who was kind of put into a certain role and didn't show all that he's capable of offensively. One thing that I really like, I'm reading through Vicini's, um huge draft Bible <laughs> that he does each year. And one thing that he mentions, even though he may be a little shorter, he plays bigger, longer than he actually is on both ends of the floor, uh, but particularly, particularly defensively. I don't know. There's a lot to like here. And I think, um, I think he could really thrive in this. Uh, first of all, I, I could see 
Dagnall just loving him defensively. But on the offensive end of the floor, I think we could see him thrive with a little more spacing and playing alongside lob threats like Chet, um, shooters like Isaiah Joe. It's really exciting. Like I'm, I'm starting to really sell myself here on Kaysen Wallace. For sure. Before we dive into Kaysen and and the fit on the roster and whatnot, though, um, I think the trade was good value. I think we can all kind of agree on that. Uh, Justin, we've talked a little bit about, you mentioned that they didn't have to give up future assets. Now you are sitting on making three selections in the 2024 draft. You have three first rounders, potentially, that you will be using in the 2024 draft. And there's not a lot of roster spots for those three guys. And so do we see some of those moved next season, this offseason? Justin, do you think what we saw today is the end of the Thunder's roster construction this season? Is it simply let Lindy or JRE or somebody like that go, let Sarge walk, and then this is the team? I don't think so. I don't think it's necessarily over. I think the Thunder have plenty of flexibility and options in front of them to continue to move pieces, to continue to make deals if deals are available. I don't think it's like a guarantee they're absolutely making another deal this summer. But you have a number of pieces, and you just acquired like Bertans. We've talked about the the trade value that comes with a guy like Lou Dort and what he could fetch you in return. And you still have approximately 17 million future first-round picks. Those are attractive pieces that Oklahoma City could use together uh, to make a deal. I think adding Bertans to that mix is an interesting wrinkle, right? We've not gotten to kind of discuss somebody with that high of salary. That changes the options available for the types of deals you could look at if you're Oklahoma City. That, that's that been the hardest part of making any kind of fake trade for Oklahoma City up to this point is that there's no salary to send out. Bertans gives you that. And Definitely. I think he gives you, he, he still has some value as a player too. Like it's not purely dead weight either. So I think I think that's kind of an underrated piece that may come into play. I think beyond that, though, I I agree with what you were implying that three first-round picks next year, probably not all of those are getting made by Oklahoma City, and I'd be shocked if those were sent off on draft night. I think it's probably more likely it happens much sooner. Definitely. When you get the draft night next year, they're depreciating assets. Exactly. Um, Everybody knows you're on the clock and you don't want to pick three people. Yeah, you bring up an interesting point with the Bertans contract being a larger one that they can trade. Even with absorbing Bertans and sending nothing out in return for salary matching, and then signing Kaysen Wallace to his rookie scale deal, I believe the Thunder are still going to have about $10 million, $10 million left in yep. cap space. Um, this also confirms, I believe, I don't think the Thunder have a traded player exception to absorb Bertans into. So I believe this means that the Thunder will become a cap space team this summer which means Correct. they're going to give up cap holds and whatnot, uh, which would put them at about $10 million in cap space for the remainder of the summer, uh, and 10 to 12, enough to facilitate other moves, um, maybe sign somebody. So it's going to be interesting to see. I don't want to spend long on this at all because I don't think it's necessarily that significant. Uh, but before we go to our first break, just thoughts on Bertans as a player, and will he have like an actual rotational role on this team, J.D.? 
Um, first thought, uh, kind of on brand for me, just a gigantic noggin on Davis Berton. Um, <laughs> love to see that in Oklahoma City. What a had melon. To comment, had to comment on that right away. Uh, it's all I could think about, honestly. Uh, but no, he is a uh, valuable guy that you can plug and play in a random Wednesday night game in November or January, February, and he can knock down knock down threes. I mean, he is he's one of the guys who just blew up from three for a full season, got his bag, and then just fell off a cliff. Um, I think he got hurt playing um, for his his home team in the off season, and then since then he kind of has fallen off as a player. But I think um, like. Presti has done with other players. He can re- he can revitalize that asset a bit. Maybe flip him a year later. How many years does he have left on his contract? Three, two. two. So his contract yeah. is seventeen million next year. Okay, sixteen million the following year. Um, that sixteen million is an early termination option, and only five million of it is guaranteed. Um, if he plays, five million is guaranteed. It's fully guaranteed if he plays more than seventy five percent of the games this coming season. Yeah, no, I think Presti, they're totally in a spot where they can revitalize that asset a bit. He'll get a ton of open shots with all these uh, playmakers and ball handlers the Thunder have. And yeah, I think I think he can fit. He'll play limited minutes, maybe 10 or less a game. Um, but we'll see. Do you think he appears, Justin, in 75% of Thunder games next year? That's a really interesting contract wrinkle. Uh, I would lean towards no. I say no. And yeah. I think he and his agent would be pissed if the Thunder sit him because... I yeah, and I don't know, 11 million bucks. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't care, though. It's not my money. I was going to say, if you're, pre- I mean, if you're the Thunder, you tell them, tough luck. Um, Sorry. You've been robbing Dallas blind for yeah. two years. Be happy with yeah. the money you got. I, I, Thunder like to do right by their players. Yeah. yeah. But that is just, I, like, I don't know that it'll be intentional of, like, we're going to sit you so we don't have to pay you. Like, I just don't know that he'll get into that many games. Right. Listening to Justin talk, Sola talk, I, I very different players, um, but I think similar roles for this team. Like what Mike Muscala was able to do for OKC last year. Yeah. If he's able to be that productive, again, that's kind of an if. Uh, we'll see if he, because again, it's a very different role from what Muscala was able to do for this team, playing small, uh, not even a small ball center, but even just center in general. Obviously, Bertans is not going to be doing that. He'll be more of a stretch four a stretch wing and trying to space the floor f- for some of these guys. But all you have to do is sit in the corner and spot up for J-Dub drives and Giddy drives and Shea drives and Case Wallace drives, like knock down your shots at a high level, a high clip and play good team defense. And I think he could get some pretty solid yeah. rotation. The musket so, comparisons are really good one. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, so in 2019, 2020, the year before he got the bag, 27 years old, Bertans, 15 and a half points, shot 43% from three on 8.7 attempts per game. Good Lord. Jeez. Since then, he, he hasn't contract. broken 40. So um, but, earlier, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so here you go. In 2018, 2019, which is a long ass time ago, <laughs> he played in 76 games for the season. Since then, games played, uh, the 75% of games played for his contract to be guaranteed would be 62 games. 2019-2020, he played 54. The next year, 57. Hmm. The next year, 56. And then the next year, 45. Yeah. I don't think he's getting to the 62, guys. Yeah, probably not. And, and so I think the Thunder, the Thunder next 
offseason, waive them, pay the five million dollars, and move on with their life. Exactly. For not if you're not able to, uh, yeah, to throw that contract in a trade. I agree. Yep. All right. Let's take a quick break. On the other side, we will talk about the more important piece of this trade, which is the Thunder's draft selection at number 10. We'll be right back. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we are back. Talking Bertons, talking the trade, all that stuff. Fine, whatever. But the important part is the Thunder made a selection at pick 10. A selection that none of us guessed. I think most of us were, during this pre-draft process, we liked this guy a lot. And Kentucky's Kaysen Wallace. Justin, I'm going to let you lead us off here. I I can't remember about the rest of you guys. I know that I'm on the record as being a Kaysen Wallace guy since very early on in the process. Uh, so pat myself on the back here. <laughs> Justin, dude, dude. we'll start with you on just your thoughts on Kaysen's game. I think the first thing that that jumps out is his aggressiveness on defense. I think he's gonna fit right in on this team. He's got a long wingspan. I think he he attacks ball handlers. I think he's gonna wreak havoc on the wings for Oklahoma City. You think about some of the lineup combinations that they could have with another defender like that with another longer wingspan it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun unless you're the opposing team i think the the scoring 
very kind of Shea-like. Like, Like, I don't want it to sound like a lazy comparison just because he's another Kentucky guard, but, like, attacking the basket, scoring inside seems to be a real strength. Um, Very much like Shea, right? Shea's one of the best interior finishing guards in the league. And when you think about maybe where his minutes fit in on this team and kind of like how his game integrates into OKC, very different than a Lou Dort, whose biggest weakness is interior finishing. So if he can, you know, if he can do things on the defensive end that you feel really good about and can score inside, I think that's that's a really nice combination of skills for Oklahoma City. I think outside shooting probably needs some work, but hey, Chip England is on staff, right? You feel good about anybody in that situation, probably. If they're going to improve their shot, that's a good spot to do so. Um, I think there's a lot to be excited about. I, I'm still like a little surprised that Oklahoma City took a guard given the number of guards that they have. But I think when you look at the actual skills that he brings, I think there's a lot to like. Definitely. And the shot, he shot really well for the first two thirds of the season. Not as great down the stretch when a lot of them had to come off the dribble. Yeah. Right. End of the season, 35% from three, not bad. It has a nice shooting stroke. Um, Silva and I were just uh, watching Keandre's video of Kaysen. The thing that jumped out to me immediately his hands. Yep. He is blowing up all kinds of actions yeah. defensively, ripping the ball from dudes, blocking alley-oops, um, just straight up grabbing the ball out of someone's hands, ripping it away and running down the other end of the court. Um, this comparison is going to sound very blasphemous. Okay. And I'm not saying he is like this player. I'm just saying some of the defensive stuff he does, the way he does it kind of reminds me of this player. Kawhi Leonard. He's not the de- thought you were going not- to go that way when you mentioned the, the handling. I really <laughs> he's did. he's no. not the defender Kawhi Leonard is. He's not the size Kawhi Leonard is. But like you the watch instincts. him, there's some plays where like a player is holding the ball looking for a pass, and Kaysen just grabs it, grabs it and takes <laughs> yeah. it away and goes yeah. the other way. And it's like it's really impressive stuff. His yeah. defensively, he's gonna fit from day one. Uh, and we know. I mean, on the live stream of the draft tonight, we joked about Skittles and broccoli, right? Mark Dagnall's old thing. He would tell Trey Mann that your crossovers, your step backs, your uh, this, your that. Those are Skittles. You got to eat your broccoli first. You got to like lock down. You got to play defense. You got to box out. You got to rebound. Kaysen Wallace, steamed, broiled, thrown on the grill. <laughs> He Any eats kind of broccoli, broccoli, however, oh. however you okay. want it. He might, he might even be some broccoli, broccoli and cheese. He's got some cheese on top Ooh. of that broccoli. He's the the extra broccoli. Actually, I uh, <laughs> I mentioned to you all that I was reading the Vicini NBA Draft Guide, and there are three quick sentences here. I promise I'm not reading off a paragraph, but I think that per- perfectly summarized why the Thunder and Sam Presti would be interested in this prospect. Vicini wrote that he's switchable because he plays bigger than his size but he's also able to fight through screens, dribble handoffs, and off-ball actions. His awareness and anticipation are elite skills, which is what Jacob was getting at, uh, that translate to any winning situation, and he can also knock down shots at a high level, and he makes strong passing reads. That feels like the most perfect complementary player to what the Thunder team already has in place. I mean, I just see him fitting in seamlessly. One of Keandre's biggest knocks was Kaysen's ability to create his own offense. Mm-hmm. 
where you're going to be sharing the court with Chet yeah. and Dub and Shay exactly. and Josh. You're not going to be relied on to like ISO and create your own shot. This team is going to attack the basket, hit cutters, and hit open shooters. And I think he's going to fit in really nicely there. Um, hell of a player. I don't know what his potential role is on this team. I assume he's going to start next season playing off the bench. Does he eventually earn a starting spot? Who would he take that from? What does that look like? Is Does he close games? How many minutes? How does he develop? But is there any is there any world where he plays like backup point guard? In oh, stretch one hundred percent. He'll be I he'll be so. handling the ball. And in fact, when uh, when we're in Vegas, I would be shocked if he does not have the ball in his hands yeah, for a. Totally. I don't want to say a majority of the time, but if not half of the time, I'll be very surprised. I mean, he'll he. I think they'll all get ball duty responsibilities like ball handling duty responsibilities but it's not like they're gonna say case and here's the ball we need you to go run 15 pick and rolls and initiate the offense in this second quarter they're gonna play their rhythm style yeah right and it's gonna be a lot of cutting a lot of passing i just think i think he's gonna fit really well the other thing is he's a kentucky guard We've seen how many times have we seen Kentucky guards go in that range and then completely outperform their draft stock, right? Because Kentucky runs a very specific type of offense that is not very guard friendly. Another knock for uh, Keandre on Case and Wallace was like his he can finish good, but like he's not very like doesn't have a lot of wiggle to him. He's not crafty, not, not great in the lane. Well, you're watching a Kentucky game. There's four defenders in the lane because big old Oscar Sheboy is standing right in the middle. Also, he's not going to have to do that. Like when you when he gets to the NBA, the three point line is farther out, so the game is more spaced, and you have Chet Holmgren as your center instead of Oscar Sheboy. There's going to be so much more room for him to operate, and I think it's going to pop. I think he's a really good finisher. I think he's very crafty. He's got some athleticism. Can get with both hands has like these like kind of scoop on not really shea shots but almost like these awkward shea scoops he has touch he has touch around the rim yeah yep i think that's gonna pop in the nba that it couldn't in college especially when you're playing with this immobile 300 pound big that just stands underneath the basket and clogs the lane the entire time and limited floor space er, spacers to your point to your point to your Did Taylor Uh-oh. just short circuit? <laughs> did, did it, did it, did it, did it, did it, did it. That was amazing. Yeah, it sounds like we lost Taylor there for we a second. Lost him momentarily. Yeah, Rest so as, Taylor. as he gets his mic fixed, yeah. we'll get back to Taylor. I'm, I'm definitely more focused on what Kaysen can do rather than what he can't uh, because of like, like we talked about the role he's going to have in OKC. Um, and I think his role is going to be put the opposing backcourt in hell alongside Lou Dort. I God bless any backcourt that comes into OKC now. You just you enter the Dortra chamber and you go to leave it when Ludort goes to the bench and you find that there is now a guest room that has been added to the Dortra chamber with Case and Wallace living inside and you cannot get out. Um, good luck to all of them. Uh, it's going to be great. Uh, it's going to be great. And I I like, I, we'll talk about this. I, I don't know. I don't think we're going for too much longer tonight, but I, I like what he brings on paper more than a guy like Trey Mann. 
uh, because of what he can offer on defense. For Trey Mann, when his shot is not falling, you kind of are left to ask, what else can he offer to the team? Kaysen, if his shot is not falling, you know you're going to get the hands on defense. You're going to get steals. You're going to get hard defense, the right passes on offense. Uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this experience, and hopefully we can see it in, in summer league. I think he's going to be good, dude. I'm excited. I think he's a really good fit. Um, a few more things I wanted to hit before we get uh, listener comments and questions and then get out of here. How does this affect the rest of the Thunder's summer? We know Vasily Micic has come over to OKC. There's talks that maybe he's finally going to sign. Well, they just drafted a point guard. Or not a point guard, a, a guard. You now have Shea and Josh and Dort and Dub and Trey and Kaysen. Are you going to throw Vasile Micic into that as well? Like, Justin, you no talked way. a little bit about, about this not being the end of maybe what they're doing. And, and we no. sounds like we have Taylor back now. Is Vasile Micic, like, makes sense now? Like, wh- what direction do we see them going? Everyone likes to talk about how the Thunder need a big. And every, a lot of people wanted them to take lively to get another big. Well, you're getting Chet back. You have Poku. I'm not convinced that Poku's not the the long term backup center on this team. To be honest with you guys, and I know some people think that sounds crazy, but I just the way they the way they play, what they want to do, it 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 just makes sense to me. It's going from Chet to Poku is like like Poku is like what seventy percent of Chet. Okay, they, they so do the same stuff. It can change play to play, but I think you're so spot on. Seventy <laughs> percent feels optimistic, but I get what, what you're getting. No, okay, yeah. but I think Jake is spot on, which is yeah. why Casey yeah. Wallace was drafted in this pick. Mm-hmm. Going back to what Silva was saying, when my like uh, for my like fourth, fifth, sixth technical difficulty happened tonight, <laughs> um, when Silva was talking about the similarities between a Dort and Casey Wallace. I mean, I, I think there is more upside, obviously, with Kaysen Wallace with his playmaking and his uh, outside shot, it, catch and shoots, particularly uh, a little more upside compared to Dort, especially. And I understand that you're going a little bit of a downgrade, I think, compared uh, to Dort when it comes to perimeter defense, even as good as Kaysen Wallace is. But I think it's a similar thing that Jacob was talking about when you're going from same style of play with your second unit, it's plug and play. You play the same style. Doesn't matter if it's Chet at starting center or if it's Poku at backup center. Um, it doesn't matter if it's Dort there in that starting lineup or if it's Casey Wallace in that backup unit. It's very similar. Um, so I think that's that's a really good point, Jacob. Any other things about this summer and how this Casey pick may affect that? I think so. There are definitely moves to come, I think, for the Thunder. Obviously, um, I mean, we talk about the offseason. I think you have to realize that that's more than just this summer. It's more than than just free agency when all the fireworks happen. We're talking all the way up until the end of training camp. And I talked a little bit about this on the live stream, but there's obviously an additional five roster spots that you can carry in the offseason compared to regular season. We have to cut down on that. So the Thunder will have one additional two-way spot that they can carry. Uh, obviously case and Wallace will not carry that, but I'm very curious about, like you guys mentioned, Trey man. Um, gosh, the team's kind maybe of, maybe you've reached the threshold of guards, right? Totally. And I know dub yep. plays way bigger than a guard. Josh plays way bigger than a guard. Shea plays way bigger than a guard. I mean, 
they had Lou Dort spend a full game guarding Paulo Bancaro. Right. That's that's your guard. Checking 6'10", 250, Paulo Bancaro. And he did yeah. a great job. So I think Kaysen yeah. can play up as well. And maybe that's yeah. kind of what they want to do is get like this crazy switching wild type of team. Few comps before we go. The most popular one for Kaysen is Drew Holiday. I like I that think one. maybe awesome. I think maybe a more accurate one, Marcus Smart. Love yeah, that one. There's a lot of that. I with less ill advised shot taking, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, speaking of Marcus, yeah. Speaking of Marcus any... Smart, he has his hands full as far as mentoring young people. Yeah. He's got anywhere John Morant and they he got John Morant and now they just drafted Gigi Jackson. Surrounding Marcus Smart with shooters that has a whole new meaning these days. Oh boy. Marcus if Smart's get... gonna Catch Gigi vaping in the locker room and make him eat it. Wait, uh, he went to Memphis? Gigi did? Yeah, G- Gigi did, went yeah. to Memphis. Just, oh, wow. Yeah, Memphis yep. is picking Gigi. Wow, that's interesting. I can't decide if I like that or hate that. <laughs> Seth Lundy. that's the appropriate the response. Is, uh, is fun. Um, any any more Cates and Wallace thoughts before we hit some chat questions? This, uh, this so, did not feel nearly as... Because we hit on the J-Dub pick so hard last year, this pick to me felt like I'm cool with it. I'm cool with whatever it will be, yeah. and I'm ultimately very happy with, with it. It seems. And, and your new your rookie is really Chet. Right. 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 It seems is the most exciting part. And seems Dub like has a much more high belt. floor. Good grief. <laughs> seems like a much more high floor pick than what the Thunder hey, have Justin. gotten in recent years. Shut hey, up, Justin. Taylor. Hey, Justin. It's, it's it late. Seems like it's late. The, they've had a lot of swings, right? Like, J-Dub was a big kind of like, okay, let's see what this is. Giddy, same thing, right? Like, uh, there was a Oof. lot of variance there. Kaysen feels not safer, but like a higher floor. Like, this yeah. guy yeah, should totally. come in and be able to contribute. Like, so the only the other thing formed basketball player. I would add on Kaysen is... Uh, First of all, I think we have an official nickname. I'm not sure I like it, uh, but the Oklahoma City Thunder have officially posted pictures of Casey Wallace with a Thunder draft hat. So, A, to what we were talking about in the, uh, back in the live stream, Pressy will obviously be able to talk about the Casey Wallace pick. Uh, he probably will not be able to talk about uh, Davis Bertans, but we'll be able to talk about Casey Wallace coming to OKC. B, OKC Thunder's... Uh, post here and sorry i'm on like the webcam and not my actual but it's queso queso handshake okc so k or c-a-s-o queso yes i see uh the nickname i like queso so do i like a nice so yeah, i, I think there's some t-shirt yeah. ideas there kind of makes me think of quavo mm. that's his name right the guy from migos yes yeah. <laughs> he's not the dead one is he he's not no no that is that is takeoff. Take little off. Migos history for oh you boy. at 11 p.m. I'll tell you who didn't take off. <laughs> the guys in that sub. That submarine. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> We've been um, streaming for far too long. Justin, you want to take us through uh, some of the questions in the comments in the chat before we get out of here? A-Man says Queso's nickname is a little cheesy. Boo. Oh, boo. 
Big Mike NZ wants to know who do we take at 50? Because we are currently sitting at pick 47. 47 has been made. Yeah. So we're on 48 now. Money Bates, two way contract, baby. Get out of here. Um, Ryan Ryan Rupair hasn't been picked yet. Yeah, he has. Oh, he did? Yep. To where? Such a Portland. Such a Mike Smith pick. New Nick Batum. Um, they already have a Ryan repair up there. What's the kid's name that Nick really likes? That oh, can't wow. shoot to save his life. Did the did the vlog in the bubble from Philly? Oh, Matisse. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, that's funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, King actually got picked in the second round. That's an interesting one. I didn't think he was going to get picked. Katrina in the chat asks, "I don't know anything about Casey Wallace. Is he a good rebounder or a shooter?" Not a good uh, rebounds. He averaged 3.7 per game as a guard shooting 34.6% from three on four attempts a game, uh, 76 from the free throw line. Um, I wouldn't say he's great at either thing, Solid. but I wouldn't say he's bad at either thing for his position. Spot on. He's solid. A man in the chat says, how does adding Kaysen and I guess Davis affect the roster? We touched on this a little bit. Um, I think Sharich is gone. I think that Lindy Waters is gone. Lindy and these two take those him. two spots, and which I, kind I, of I, makes sense roster wise as well. You get rid of a guard for a guard and you get rid of a bigger guy for a bigger guy. I don't know the CBA well enough. So this is a question for you all. And you all may not know that either, but if they were to, Wave, um, Lindy. Could they sign him to an additional two way? Because so, if I'm again, if I'm Lindy or Lindy's agent, I say no to that. Right. I'm not taking a demotion. Like I'm going to go try my hand in Washington. Is there a team that would pick him? Or yeah, Washington's a good one. True. Yep. I'm just assuming if he couldn't get that elsewhere. So it's yeah, it's uh. It's interesting. I don't like we talked about earlier. I don't see Bertans playing much. Yeah. Next question. What's the biggest thing you're excited for with adding Kaysen? Lineup versatility. It's a good one. You, I mean, they are not going to say like Kaysen, you are a point guard. They're just going to throw dudes out there and see what they can do. And I think this Thunder team is building a very versatile defensive team that can really just get after it and pester other teams. That's the biggest thing. And you get a guy that can shoot it a little bit. Hmm. I just like the aggressiveness that it's adding. There'll, there'll be less of a lull in aggressiveness when a guy like Ludor goes to the bench because you can just bring you can bring Kaysen in. And, you and still on have both that. sides. Like you don't have to be good offensively or defensively right. to be aggressive. Right. Yep. That's kind of what I a- get from Kaysen. This is a good question. Maybe we end on this one. Curtis asks, we talked a lot about how, you know, this draft could show the mindset and the direction of the team. So now that they pick Case and Wallace, what is that? It's a really good question. So we talked a lot about how the Thunder's style of 
players. So I have my hand resting on the back of Silva's chair. I'm not <laughs> it like, looks like, it's like you're putting your arm around him. Now listen here, son. <laughs> the small of his back. We talked a lot about the Thunder style. They like long, big for position, versatile, high IQ, playmaking, good people. Like, does Kaysen fit all of that? We obviously don't know much about him as a person. He hasn't but fit he's the got, length. He's got a bit of length, not a lot, but a bit of length. Yeah. It's not the positional size that we're like, that we have been drafting at necessarily. He's not a J dub. But still, like a positive wingspan. Right. Yeah. True. Um, it's not short necessarily. I think he maybe isn't a great playmaker, but he's, he's a smart player. Justin, I think you hit it on the head. It's, he's not a Josh Giddy. He's not a J dub but the floor is higher. He's going to do a little bit of everything for you. And he's just the kind of guy. I know this kind of like my niche, my niche thing on the podcast. He got that dog in him, but he does have that dog in him. And they're just, to me, this is, they went out, they drafted a mother effer and someone who's just going to get after it. And I, I love that. Yeah. Especially in that second unit too, like a player who's able to come in and just, completely disrupt the rhythm of the game. And I've talked about this for years now on this podcast. I feel like it's been two years. This team is at their best when they're pushing the ball and transition. And Cason Wallace, to Jacob's point, is a player who will disrupt the flow on the defensive end of the floor, get those deflections and steals, and push the ball in transition. And is able to play and make at a high level in transition and set up others for great shots when they're in that that fast-paced offense so i think in that regard it's a perfect fit i said I this on it, our uh i said I'll, real quick i said this on our live stream i'll say it again here case and wallace is the type of player where if your your dad asks you hey son i heard they uh drafted a guy named case wallace what does he do well dad he just he's just a winning player and that's he's it. a blue collar guy dad blue collar oh, guy yeah works hard i think he's gonna become a fan favorite pretty quickly yeah. with his kind of blue collar mentality like he's yeah. not afraid to like just get after it. He's a tough player. Yep. I think outside of Kaysen, like outside of Kaysen specifically, I guess I should say, I feel like one of the other things we learned about this team tonight is the Thunder want to see Chet on the floor before they do anything yes. drastic with that position. Like there was a lot of people wanting wanting a the big Thunder need a big to take a Chet. Big. Yep. I think them not choosing a big is an indication that we, we need to see Chet on the floor before we decide what the right complimentary piece around him is, which I think is totally fair, whether that's someone to play that's alongside fine. him, whether that's somebody to back him up. Like we got to understand what we actually have here before that choice comes into play. That's like saying that the dinner needs more salt, but you haven't tasted the dinner yet. So you don't know right. what yeah. it needs. Yeah, right. 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 And like I've had some people talk to me today about I think the Thunder really need to get a big. Yep. Sam Presti like specifically told us they like playing small. Yeah. They right. found something playing small. They want to keep that going. I don't think a, a big was really in the cards for them tonight. Um we also have a bunch of people in the chat now begging us to stay. Yeah, say also Money Base just got picked on at 49 to Cleveland, which is fascinating. Um so OKC is coming up here very quickly. We're on the clock, fellas. And we can 
we can cheat here since we're live on the pod. Well, and, and, uh, and so I'll, I'll say this as well. The Thunder traded up to 10 to get Kaysen, meaning they thought he wasn't going to be there at 12. Yep. Um, oh, here we go. Oh, okay. I love this. Oklahoma City selecting Keontae Johnson at number 50. This is a player who had some health concerns, not in terms of like injury, but like I can't remember if it was heart or what it was. Um, ends up transferring to Kansas State this past season. Oh, he's the had Kansas State great, kid. Yeah, had a mm. great, great year. Uh, high character dude. Like I love this. He, he'll be a he'll be a blue guy, um, but really has a chance. I mean, probably a two way guy. I love it. Good for him. Love One it. thing I can tell you, I don't think Case and Wallace spend time in the G League. Yeah, agreed. Like, yeah, totally. It's the floor. The floor is, floor is too high. Well, thank you guys for listening. We have quite a bit coming up. We will be live Sunday night, as always, breaking down draft stuff. We're, we're going to look at the draft a little more holistically come Sunday night. And then next Wednesday, I think we're doing free agency preview because free agency ha- starts next Friday. So it's a big turnaround. And then a couple of days after that, it's summer league guys coming like, right up. We are. Yeah, it's, it's all here. It's going to be a blast. Thank you guys so much for making live draft night with the uncontested, the fourth annual one, such a massive success. We had a blast hanging out with all of you guys, such a fun night. Stay tuned because we have so much more coming your way. We'll be with you guys this coming Sunday, so make sure you tune in then. Have a great Friday, a great rest of your week, your weekend. Go watch every Kaysen Wallace video ever created. Enjoy it, and we will see you on Sunday. Till then, as always, Thunder Up.